Welcome to the Uniquely Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Mahan Oji, or you can call me Marianne. I'm a weight-inclusive, anti-diet certified personal trainer, fitness instructor, online coach, and nutrition coach. I want to help you find your unique way of being healthy through self-care and by incorporating healthy habits. I hope this podcast episodes help you become uniquely healthy. So today I will be joined with Jean-Philippe Marin, also known as JP, to talk about how to get back into the gym after a long break. I thought this was a great topic to address right now because of COVID-19. A lot of the gyms have been closed for a few months. And for some people, not everyone, but for some people, the gyms have been slowly reopening. And I thought it would be a great topic to address as people go back to the gym to work out. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about JP before we get started. So JP has a bachelor's of education, a bachelor's of kinesiology. He also takes uh, various courses here and there and is a constant reader of science. Right now he does, um, he's a kinesiologist and general manager of a local gym. And his main ideology is that training, particularly strength training, um, can be used as an anchor for self-improvement. It impacts all other areas of life in various ways, and he strives to optimize human quality of life through training and lifestyle education. And JP also shared some fun facts with me so that I could share with you. Um, he says a day without strong black coffee is a wasted day. He also says that he was a late bloomer to strength training. He started in his early 20s and he practiced karate as a teenager. And last thing he says, his biggest pet peeve in life are pseudoscience and marketing scams. So I, I think that's really, that really um, tells us a little bit more about JP and who he is as a person and what he does as a, for a living. Um, he's a great friend of mine and I, I know you guys will enjoy this episode. Um, he provided such a, a, a lot of really good information. So enjoy the episode. Hi GP, how are you? Hi, I'm good, you? Good. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to have a little chat today. Um, this podcast kind of applies to any time someone takes a break from the gym for a long time. However, it's prevalent right now because of COVID-19 and the gyms have been closed for three months, maybe more for some people, and they're slowly starting to open again in some places. I know my gym is open right now. Um, and I did notice that a lot of people go straight into the regular uh, what they used to do before and like three months ago. And uh, I thought it was a good idea to talk about how we should approach a break um, when we go back to the gym. So my first question for you would be, what is the first thing people should do before starting the gym uh, again after a long break? Uh, it's a good question. I think uh, first things first is they should probably assess what they've been doing during that break. Uh, let's say you've been isolated at home with without too much material and you stop training, 
then uh, obviously your strength has gone down, your overall work capacity has gone down. Uh, you can't handle as much volume. Uh, you can't do the same weights either. Uh, if you did have some stuff at home and could manage doing, let's say some endurance workouts or whatnot, uh, then obviously you were probably able to work on some other things. So you got better at some aspects that you don't really regularly work in the gym uh, that much. But it depends what your previous routine was and getting back to it. Uh, I think you really have to draw the line and see what you've been doing and what you're intending to do right now when gyms reopen. Awesome. So just reevaluate and don't go straight into the program you did before, but just see where you're standing now. If you did anything during quarantine, like if you were at home um, and go for it, look at what your goals were essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, well, some people might have done really good with home workouts and they did not uh, see this as a huge setback. So when they get back to the gym, uh, maybe their routine is going to be a little bit different, but uh, it's not that much of a setback for them. Whereas if you stop working out for three months, uh, you cannot get back in the squat rack and expect mm -hmm. you'll hit the same weight they want. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> Um, do you have any actionable steps that people can take uh, when they start training again? Like, is there general recommendations you could give? Uh, yeah, I think one of the first recommendations I give is uh, maybe having some sort of a program that makes sense. Uh, how I see things usually is, let's say your program is expected to last uh, four weeks let's say it's lasting four weeks uh, then we have the option of making week one sort of an introduction phase where the loading is fairly light and you're getting more familiar with uh, the movements the patterns and just making sure your form is uh, okay to start with and then you're slowly increasing weight and intensity so that you're uh, pretty much peaking week four that's a very linear way of doing it there's other ways but this is one of them uh, it's basically just making sure you you have uh, let's say you you still have the required mobility and the required strength to do what you intend to be doing so yeah, I, I would probably start off somewhere, somewhere there. Awesome. Would you give different um, recommendations for someone that let's say didn't really, wasn't really active during those three months or uh, if someone did something like some body weight exercises or even went for walks and if someone had almost all of the equipment at home, like if they had dumbbells, what would be like the different recommendations you would give for those people? Yeah, definitely. I would say uh, I kind of see the week one as a test week, but not so on the, I want to go heavy and see what I can do and get injured side more so like uh, the 
do keep a progressive approach and go go lightly to start with. So let's say you've done nothing and you expect to be back in the gym running, lifting, lifting weights and stuff like that. So definitely your uh, volume or your previous program, uh, you have to uh, tune it down a little bit. So maybe do uh, warm up properly and work up to 60% of what you've been doing and cut back on sets and then give it a few days for that body part and see if, if you got really sore and this is lasting three to four days, then you've overdone it. So that, that means that your work capacity has significantly uh, lowered. So whether you're running or you're eating weights, uh, I think the first thing to consider uh, is either intensity or volume or both have to go down to start with just kind of uh, setting a new baseline that might not be the same as before if you've been working out more then because of specificity it really depends what you've been doing so uh, let's say you've been eating body weight workouts and your uh, strength endurance has gotten a lot better it does not mean that if week one you're trying to hit uh, your three rep max on something that it's going to be good. Uh, so why is that? First is there's a big clash in intensity. So if you're doing something and you're working up to uh, 20 reps on said exercise or you're doing three reps rather, uh, then it's a really different output from your nervous system. When the reps are a lot higher, it's more conditioning than it is. Uh, it, it's, it gets very neural when the reps are low. So I would not go from doing a lot of reps to doing very few reps all of a sudden. And another reason for that is not only it, it, is it uh, neural fatigue and the big clash between the two, uh, is that because you haven't been doing those heavy, heavy weights for a couple months, uh, it's not only your muscles, but also connective tissue that will take a beating. So if you're loading and you still manage to do it, if your form isn't right, or if you don't build back up to there, uh, your connective tissue is taking the balance. So it's a surefire way to get injured within a few weeks I think yeah absolutely it's definitely not a good idea um, I know a lot of people it kind of hurts the ego to not be able to do the same thing they used to do um, and yeah I think it's we're all in the same boat I think when it comes to that for sure um, how would you tell or how would someone know if they are ready to kind of resume their training as they did before? It's a really good question. And uh, I think there's two main things to look at. Uh, one of them is, uh, can we evaluate your work capacity right now? As I said uh, earlier, kind of taking week one and assessing, okay, let's say on this exercise, I was doing 50 pounds before. And right now, how does uh, 35 or 40 feel? Is that easy? It's easy. Okay, so we can go higher and higher uh, in the next few sessions. Uh, 
Part two, I think right now is assessing your uh, stress levels in general because uh, it, it speaks volumes to your work and recovery capacity because in my eyes, at least, you can only, your, your work capacity is dictated by your recovery capacity. So if your stress levels are high because maybe right now it's financial issues, maybe it's still uh, something going on with uh, COVID-19, maybe it's work, maybe it's whatever else that's going on in your life. Because training is a stressor and it's going to add up to that. So if we're uh, trying to catch up because we have not really done that much uh, in the, during COVID outbreak and our mentality is, so I'm gonna double up on volume and I'm gonna hit the gym six times a week and I'm going to add this much cardio, uh, we're gonna burn out. So it's just not going to work. Uh, it might work for a week, but uh, then it, it's obviously going to stop. So uh, take week one slowly and evaluate uh, your work capacity and see on the daily, on the day-to-day, -day, when you wake up, are you excessively tired? Do you feel like you would possibly be able to hit the gym again? And it's like we're we're looking at this system where a lot of things are linked together so uh your training volume your life stress in general and kind of pondering everything that's around it yeah i think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is that working out is in any way adds some stress to your body because that's how we adapt so if you're stressed from everyday life then that affects your you you're just adding stress on top of stress basically so a lot of people aren't aware of that and I'm really glad you did mention that um, one other thing I wanted to talk about is soreness because when you go back to the gym after a while it's you, you typically become a little bit more sore um, than you might have been when you worked out before so what would you say is being sore a good thing? And um, yeah, do you want to be sore basically? Yeah, it's a good question. I think still nowadays, a lot of people will associate soreness with getting a good workout. So let's say you've worked out chest yesterday, uh, today your chest is torn up, you can feel all, you can feel everything burning and hurting. So is that a good thing really? Uh, so, uh, EIMD, as we call it, is exercise-induced muscle damage, is caused by a few factors. First one is novelty exercises. So if you're, ch you're changing your routine, there's a fair chance that week one or two, you're going to get more soreness from adapting to new motor patterns. Second thing is... Uh, working with exercises that are in the stretch part of the muscle. So uh, to give you an example, if you're doing a chest fly, let's say you're doing a chest fly and you're pausing at the bottom where your pectoral uh, muscle is in the stretch portion, there's a fair chance you'll get more soreness. 
there's also uh, really overdoing on volume. So if you're doing a lot and a lot of volume and your, your chest is sore for three, four days after, uh, then maybe you've been overdoing it. Because uh, what, uh, there's, there's plenty of things that this does, but one of them is uh, it makes it so you have to take frequency down. So in the optimal world for muscle building, you'd probably want in natural trainees to hit a muscle maybe every five days. So let's say you're doing this split, uh, we're gonna take push-pull legs and with your rest days in between. When you start over, you're doing your push day every five days normally. So uh, if you've been eating your legs really, really hard and when it's back to leg days, you're, you're still a bit sore and it's gonna affect what you can do or your performance. So <clears throat> that's one of the issues. The other thing is uh, science says if you have uh, created a, a ton of muscle damage, it also slows down uh, the rate of replenishing glycogen muscles uh, in your muscles after training. So that could essentially take a day or so maybe more, maybe 24, 48 hours after your training. But uh, in the papers, they've uh, looked at excessive muscle damage and glycogen replenishment. It's been significantly slowing down. So it slows down your recovery. Uh, that's one thing. I, I think I forgot one other thing, but that's essentially <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And you did mention recovery. Um, a little bit, what would you recommend for recovery um, when people go back to the gym? Would you have specific recommendations? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think for recovery, there's a, it's very trendy to think uh, I'm going to add this supplement to my regimen or whatnot and oh, cross my fingers that it actually helps. So if I've been using uh, tap water, I'm gonna use BCAAs and expect that I get recovery benefits. Well, it's sort of magical thinking in the sense that uh, training 45 minutes to an hour on the daily is not really that hard, but if you wanna optimize uh, your life or your training in general, it's the other things around it that you have to manage. So the one, uh, the biggest, biggest thing that we tend to ignore is managing your sleep. So uh, improving your sleep, if it's poor or just keeping it regular is one major act to help you uh, build back your training volume or intensity. Uh, I would say uh, these days, so, sleeping right, uh, looking on what the way you're eating, so make sure you're providing enough nutrients, uh, staying hydrated because it's going to be summertime also and being heavily dehydrated is a big decrease in performance. So sleep, hydration, uh, in 
also as we mentioned before keeping your stress as low as possible obviously you're you're gonna have some stress but uh, making sure you take part in activities that are helping uh, that are stress relieving for you awesome um and also i think like when you you have your program or your routine to also make sure you don't like just hammer the same muscles all the time and have that rest in between is a really good idea plus all the things you mentioned like you know making sure you're you do things to reduce your stress um and all that stuff so really good good I went through pretty much all my questions. Did you have anything that you would give, uh, like any extra advice that you had in mind that you want to give? Uh, possibly. I would say uh, one of these things is, uh, let's say you're you're beginner or maybe even in intermediate or advanced trainees, uh, now might be a good time to seek out the help of a trainer or someone who does that professionally. And one of the easy or simple reasons for that is when you get back to the gym on, or when you work out in general, there's a fair chance that you're either underdoing or overdoing. So just seeking out help so someone creates a program that's tailored for you and uh, Basically, it, it makes you accountable. So either you were doing too much or too little, uh, it draws the line for you. So uh, yeah, it's, it's also, even for trainers, I mean, I could do my own programming in my head and sometimes I won't do a lot and sometimes I'll do a lot more based on how I feel or maybe one day I don't feel like training and I, will just hit the few exercises that I like to be doing. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if you have a decent amount of knowledge, it can work, but is it optimal? Um, maybe not. So having more of a stable routine there might help. Yeah, it really depends on your, your goals. If training just like generally like you don't have specific goals, then that that's a great thing. But if you have yeah. more specific goals, like, like lifting a certain amount of weight, then having a program can definitely help. But I know not everyone can afford that. So using the tips that you gave throughout the podcast would already be a really good starting point for those who can't get a trainer right now. Yeah, well, hopefully this is of some sort of help for your listeners. Uh, it's got a little deeper in some aspects so hopefully people don't don't lose sight of what's important there yeah absolutely um and is there any way that people can find you on social media or contact you if needed uh yeah you could i'm more active on on my facebook page than anything i still do have instagram uh it's the french name though so maybe a little harder to find out for your <laughs> listeners so uh on instagram jp marin kinesiologue so for jp marin kinesiologist and uh on facebook is my full name so jean-philippe marin kinesiologue 
there's a page there. I usually put up a decent amount of stuff when I can, when I'm not too, too busy. And uh, nowadays I'm having some fun uh, mid-busting, so it's been one of my main focuses. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the, your live videos doing that. I feel like I'll have to invite you again on the podcast to do some myth busting on our favorite topics to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll link, I'll make sure to link um, in the description box all your information so that people can like your Facebook page and follow you on Instagram. You definitely provide a lot of really, really good information. It is in French, but um, for the most part, I believe. But um, it's possible with Facebook. I believe you have like the option to do the translation yeah. through Facebook. So um, that's a good idea. And I just want to thank you so much for joining me uh, today on this podcast to talk about this. It's, it was super nice to have you on. All right. My pleasure.